BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Following the Venezuela thing live all day yesterday, uh, watching the revolution live didn't used to happen. But anyway, our uh, friend of the Armstrong and Getty Show, Ian Bremer, tweeted. Ian Bremer tweeted this morning, quoting the Secretary of State Pompeo: "Military action in Venezuela is possible. If that's what's required, that's what the United States will do." Now, Ian Bremer's take on it was. That would trash a sensible, strong, U.S.-led multilateral effort and create the biggest foreign policy debacle of the Trump administration. It would surprise me, given Trump's rhetoric on the campaign trail and early in his presidency, to get involved somewhere like this. Right. But uh, the Secretary of State certainly put it on the table yesterday. Right. So happy we have Mike Lyons, CBS News military analyst, to discuss this topic with. Mike joins us now. Mike, how are you, sir? Hey, good morning, guys. Great to be back with you. So, listen, let's start uh, where the Ian Bremmer quote left off. It would be disastrous if we got involved militarily. Meanwhile, it's incredibly frustrating to know that at least uh, a huge contingent of Cubans and maybe Russian little green men are going ahead and, and making their military presence felt. Your thoughts? 
Yeah, they are, and they're actually helping uh, Maduro at, at some point because it looks like the military now is not supporting him. It looks like uh, he is getting some uh, help from those little green men, and, and Russia plays this game perfectly right you know, under the radar. They don't overtly have uh, troops there. They've not you know, shipped uh, APCs and tanks and the like. Um, but uh, there is real U.S. military solution. Are we going to drop the 82nd Airborne in the middle of Caracas? And what, what exactly would that look like? Um, and, 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 you know, I just don't see anything uh, from, from a mission perspective. Um, it looks like things are calm right now as well, which I think is good. Yesterday, you know, it's more of a, the lighting of the powder keg, but it doesn't look like anything has gotten off yet. But just in general, do you feel like we've got a, a military interest, a U.S. interest in uh, Venezuela well, that rises to that level? Uh, only if we see um, more troops, you know, coming in from outside. You know, if, if the Russians sent 2,500, you know, straight out Russian troops there or something. I mean, it, it was it was another military intervention. But it, I still think for us to get involved there, you, you know, it's the Monroe Doctrine. Obviously, we're, if you're going to be in this hemisphere, you know, we're going to get involved. We're going to do something. But I, what, what would the military do? We we'd go fight and kill these people. I just don't understand what that mission would be. I hope it's not, you know, logistical humanitarian support uh, because we don't, you know, we send the guys we're going to send are the killers. We're not going to, we're going to send the Marines. We're not going to send, you know, uh, the Red Cross there. So I, I just don't see where it's going to from the military side. He's got to say that. Pompeo's got to say that to make sure he keeps all the officers on the table. For those not hip to what's going on, uh, and apologies for skipping over the, the broad outlines of this, the uh, Maduro regime in Venezuela is teetering on the brink of being tossed out in favor of the leader of the assembly. It's not like a wholesale chucking of the socialist state there. I heard it's it just, described as trading a communist for a socialist. Right, although, yeah. you know, that's progress. Um, but having said that, what do you hear about the... Uh, the loyalty of the military to the Maduro regime at this point. You, you mentioned that you hear they might be flaking. Yeah, I hear that, I'm, I'm, and people are they're telling me they're confident that, um, that 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 most of the generals and colonels have kind of peeled away from him. They're not protecting him. I think it's the Cubans are actually formally protecting him now. And so, and as the, the long as the military stays on the sideline, you know, we had the one incident yesterday with the truck running over people and. You know, that was for, for everyone to see, and, and, and thank God it hasn't escalated beyond that with you know, soldiers shooting people in the streets. Um, but um, if, if the military can either stay on the sideline and, and let this thing play out, perhaps we get this peaceful transfer of power. How directly are Cuban troops controlled by Russians, or are they completely autonomous? No, they're autonomous. They're not. There, there's no... Um, no direct or, you know, they're not reporting to them or there's no connection with them whatsoever. And and I would say that the Russians are are, are there to be careful, too, because if they get, you know, if they stick their head out too far and get too involved, that it's, they know that the United States will be forced then to get involved and do something more. Um, what more is, I still, again, don't know because there's no, there's nothing in between. There's It's either we send you know, 20,000 troops or we do nothing. I don't see us putting um, you know, a brigade of the 82nd Airborne in the middle of this whole thing of 2,500 troops and thinking that's going to solve anything. Uh, you know, the only counterpoint I would have to that is, well, do the same thing that the Cubans are allegedly doing for Maduro, and that's making sure Juan Guaido doesn't take a bullet. Mm-hmm. But, you know... Yeah. That, that's the risk that that is there anyway. I mean, he when you think about it, the fact that Maduro, he doesn't have enough power right now to 
to, to squash what are going to be a you know May Day you know protests that are supposed to take place, and um, the, he's comfortable enough, Maduro's comfortable enough to get out at an airport and surround himself with people to to make these proclamations. He had to shut down CNN, he's trying to shut down social media. So I think I do think Maduro's power is slipping away. We just we just have to see what what he's going to resort to. Mike Lyons, military analyst on the line. We're talking about the unrest in Venezuela, right uh, down south of uh, where we all are. Hey, uh, why are the Russians involved at all? It, do they have uh, financial interests, oil, et cetera, or, or do they just like putting their thumb in our eye? I think a little bit of both. The fact that it's um, in, in our hemisphere, they're going to get involved and become an irritant. But, but they've had relationships with uh, Venezuela leader in the past, um, Chavez and, and the like. So this isn't the first time. This is just them trying to expand their horizons. Um, the oil thing is kind of um, unusual because when you think about it, if you bring back to Iran here, the United States is now putting a little pressure on countries not to um, buy Iranian oil. Um, our allies, for example, India, China as well. That's only going to help Russia. So it's, it's kind of funny that you know, Russia still is always, it's always there. It's always, you know, there's always an unintended consequence of something we're trying to do. And in this case, you could say that it benefits Russia. But they're, they're not necessarily there for the oil, I would say. They're more or less there uh, just to exert influence over someone that they've tried to be involved with that because it's a similar type of government of this. Mike Lyons, military analyst, CBS News. Mike, uh, thanks a million. It's great of you to spend a couple of minutes. Thanks. Great, guys. Thanks for having me. Yep. Uh, what the heck's up with Mexico? Man, Mexico's joining up with Iran and North Korea? Come on, buddy. We got that whole, uh, the new NAFTA. What's it called? The alpaca? Am, am scam? Am scamco? Am, amco. U.S. No, it's not scam. UNESCO. Up with people. It doesn't matter. It's the new, it's the new trade agreement. Mexico. I thought we were pals. We vacation there. You send us cheap labor. USMCA, the Uskmaka. It's fun to trade with the USMCA. <laughs> Come on, everybody. Put your hands in the air. Sing, sing along to the Do the letters with your hands. Yeah. Everybody enjoys it. I was trying to show my kids the YMCA dance here today. Mm. How do you do? I didn't think my letters were very good. <laughs> I think I tilted the wrong way for the C. Oh, no. I confused them. A man assaulted a Domino's co-worker. Over an Avengers Endgame spoiler. More violence over spoilers. This is That's second. what I've called for. Yeah, you've been calling I'm in favor of it. You're like the way Trump instigates violence. That's what you are. You're instigating violence among spo- about spoilers. Hmm, maybe. What percentage of people say they were depressed at some point last year? Some amazing stats fitting in with recent discussions. And maybe fitting in with the whole Facebook conversation, which we should have at some point. So coming up, depression and violence. Mark Zuckerberg lying once again to the world yesterday. If you haven't heard this, it's hilarious. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. October the 19th, 2016. Trump is a f***ing idiot. Oh, no, see, Whoa. that was too much. Out there. Whoa. Sean and I were Whoa. working on bleeping it just enough, <laughs> and his first effort at it was uh, was just, it, it, it made me a little uncomfortable. It was too much of the F-bomb. That one's too little. Play it again. October the 19th, 2016. Trump is a f***ing idiot. Yeah, we need more of the wait, wait a second. So did the chair of the Senate Judiciary Committee, Lindsey Graham, just call the president an effing idiot? Yes, he did. No, he didn't. Breaking news. Where's Brandon? He was reading. <laughs> he would put the donkey away. He was reading a Strzok and Page's texts. You want it, so you want to hear how he follows it up and where he went with that? Uh, sure. It's, it's not more F-bombs. A little, a little more context, oh. yeah. <laughs> October the 19th, 2016. Trump is a f***ing idiot. He's unable to provide a coherent answer. Sorry to the kids out there. These are the people that made a decision that Clinton didn't do anything wrong and that counterintelligence investigation of the Trump campaign was warranted. Okay, so here's where we are. I've been taking in a little of the hearings, which are going on right now in Washington, D.C., Lindsey Graham, the now chair, thank God, and not the ancient Chuck Grassley. That was a good move. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who can talk a little faster? <laughs> they gave him a face-saving assignment at another committee, which is nice because he's a nice old fella. But anyway, Lindsey Graham, so he's before the Democrats start uh, tearing into Attorney General Barr, an obstruction of justice and how the Attorney General's in the bag for Trump and all that sort of stuff. Lindsey Graham's making the argument, what about Hillary Clinton and obstructing justice? If that's not obstructing justice, then what Trump did certainly isn't. And Lindsey Graham is going through episode over episode after episode of, have you ever heard this name before? And he gave a name, which I don't know. This is the guy who used bleach bit to clean Hillary Clinton's computer. Have you ever heard his name? No, because nobody talked about it. Nobody reported it. Nobody made a big deal out of that. Here's the name of the woman who actually took a hammer and smashed computer uh, servers that belonged to Hillary Clinton. Did you ever heard her name or anything about obstruction of justice? No, because nobody paid any attention to it. Right. So he's he's going with that argument. Right. Which is pretty entertaining. Right. And the Democrats are going to try to make the point that uh, Barr is a b- bit of a political creature. He's uh, not entirely independent from the Oval Office. Oh, well, they're knocked me down with a feather. Signed Eric Holder, Loretta Lynch, and every AG in history. I understand that they're supposed to be, since they're running the Department of Justice, you know, just, <laughs> which is a good thing to aspire to, but please, God, the hypocrisy is astounding. Well, you do have three top-tier, I would say, presidential candidates that are there on the committee that are going to try to make their bones. They're not polling as top-tier, but they're certainly top names. Cory Booker, Senator, Klobuchar, Senator, and Kamala Harris, Senator. We don't elect senators, but all senators think they're going to be president. Mm. Um, they're all three going to try to say wild things today to get on the radio and the TV. So. Wait, Diane Feinstein's talking now. When I dated the Kaiser, oh, wow. he was a real gentleman. That's, that's <laughs> more ageism. He pick me up. This is unfair. <laughs> and shake I'm not a my, fan of Hitler. Shake my father's hand. I don't think she actually made any references that put her in the context 
of previous centuries. <laughs> or, you, but I'll check I'd the be record. very surprised if she brought up her relationship history at all. <laughs> I, I can show you the transcript. Yeah, I don't think she quoted her dating history from any century. My first call on the telephone device came from Alexander Graham Bell, the very inventor. <laughs> because she's old, you see, is the point. The uh, gentle lady from California's time has expired. I mean, just your time at the hearing. So, anyway, God God bless you. Man. <laughs> anyway, highlights, we will bring you highlights. Marshall Phillips and Sean and, and Hanson, our producer, are, they're all listening to the hearings, and anything exciting, important happens, we'll have that for you. I've made, made this clear. I have my political beliefs. I'm proud of them. I will defend them. But I like all sorts of people, including liberal people, of course. A lot of my friends, bandmates, etc., are are people who think differently about politics. And I am happy for them today because that – what played that Lindsey Graham thing again? I know, oh, Sean, you're super busy. Do we have that handy? Can you play that real quick? October the 19th, 2016. Trump is a f-ing idiot. You know, my my <laughs> my liberal, be ashamed of yourselves. My liberal friends are going to be playing that for the rest oh, of yeah. their lives. Oh yeah, that's going to be the the ringtone. That's right. my text <laughs> alert already. And hearing that on their favorite media. Yeah. And so I uh, well enjoy that. <laughs> enjoy that, my friends. That's unfortunate, Lindsay. I'm not sure you intended to deliver that unto the hands of thine enemy. He could have said blanking or. Expletive or something like that, right? Yes, yes, he, could he chose have. that. He wanted to make. He wanted to make. Maybe he, he wanted to make us happy, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he just understands. Look, in news reports on this, they only have so much time allotted for it. I'm yeah. going to eat up some of that time oh, yeah. with this because everybody's going to include that. Well, Lindsay's a lot of things, and crazy smart is one of them. Oh, so, no yeah, doubt, he gets it. No doubt, he understands politics. Yeah. So he might just think, you know, I'm going to take up some of the bombast time. That otherwise would go to Kamala Harris or Cory Booker or whoever else mm. by dropping an f bomb in my southern lilt <laughs> as a gentleman. I do declare <laughs> this is some sailor language being thrown about. <laughs> oh, so, oh. You do can picture him with the fan, putting the do in the fan, <laughs> ah, ah. sipping iced tea on the front porch. <laughs> yes, exactly, the big straw hat. <laughs> Oh, I almost said something that was very funny. Some sort of white pants. Wildly inappropriate. White pants that he wears clear up to his nipples. In his colonel outfit. Or is he in the full colonel outfit? (laughs) I was picturing a linen shirt with the really (laughs) high-waisted white pants. Whatever. It all works. You know, Lindsey Graham is an amazing fella. He really is. Even if you hate his politics. His parents died when he was a teenager. He raised his sister. And he served in the military. Worked like a maniac to keep his small family together and the rest of it is showed enormous courage dealt with more difficulties than most of us will never married no 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 he didn't he uh, has uh, lived his life differently than that Jack. has he lain with a woman <laughs> wow you're going there i just wondered wait a minute what's the... may 1st 2019 jack armstrong <laughs> is an effing idiot <laughs> There you go. Well, October be... the 19th, 2016. Trump is a f***ing idiot. All right. If we're going to name <laughs> If we're going to go with all the dates that I've been a blanking idiot, it's going to be like the way prisoners scrawl on walls, just X after X after X after X. I mean, just every you're date. You're the Lou Gehrig of that. Like, your streak <laughs> exactly. is unbroken. 
The 1,800-page book, controversially, includes one phrase repeated over and over again. I'm the Lou Gehrig of that. <laughs> All right. So, uh, listen, how we don't have a lot of time left. Well, we will absolutely keep mining for highlights. Sure. The Bill Barr hearing. There are going to be long stretches of Dullsville, Daddy-O. But when the fireworks occur, we'll, we'll let you know. Well, Lindsey Graham's the top Republican. He spoke. Uh, uh, Diane Feinstein, the top Grammy, yep. Democrat speaking. And then Barr's got a long statement. So what's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, all this is the Mueller letter critical of the attorney general has been released. We have the copy. Okay. Watching Venezuela and new warnings about sleep aids coming up. Oh, wow. I want to see the letter on the Armstrong and Getty show. <laughs> Bombs flying back and forth at the big hearing. I heard somebody got pepper sprayed in Washington, D.C. Nobody got pepper sprayed, and I think only one F-bomb. Oh, there's old Dronin Bill Barr droning through his opening statement. I've read it. Oof. I mean, it's interesting, I guess, but it's long. So we are not bringing it to you live. We'll bring you highlights, and a certain amount of it is going to center around this letter. That was released to a Washington Post reporter last night and is now out, I guess. Here's the news with Marsha Phillips. Well, Attorney General William Barr is indeed on a very hot seat in the U.S. Senate hearing today. Barr going to be pressed about that letter he reportedly received from Special Counsel Robert Mueller accusing the Attorney General of mischaracterizing key findings in his final report on the Russia investigation. A copy of Mueller's letter to Barr has been released today where the special counsel Mueller told the AG that Barr's summary of the Russia probe's findings caused public confusion about critical aspects of the investigation. Now, Jack, you've been digging into the letter. Have you uh, come across additional uh, highlights or insights? No, but it is is interesting. So, um, So Mueller obviously saw how... Attorney General Barr handled this and 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 didn't think it was clear enough. Now we're talking about the summary rolling out right. the summary. When when the summary came out about the remember the Mueller report hits and then a couple of days later on the weekend Barr puts out his report on right. report on it where he basically says there was no collusion and no obstruction more or less. And uh, and Mueller Mueller didn't think that was an accurate way to portray it. There's new public or, or confusion. Will, okay, go ahead. There is new public confusion about critical aspects of the results of our investigation. This threatens to undermine a central purpose for which the department appointed the special counsel to assure full public confidence in the outcome of the investigations. Um, he says that the, uh, the 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 release that afternoon on the weekend did not fully capture the context, nature, and substance of this office's work and conclusions. That's pretty all-encompassing, context, nature, and substance. It did not fully capture it, right. And and we're a little concerned about that. And then he goes on to say, we understand the department is reviewing the full report to determine what's appropriate. Uh, please don't delay it. And then there you go. To what extent do you think the Attorney General had a uh, an obligation as the nation's Attorney General to capture the full context, nature, and substance of the office's work and conclusions. Well, asking you. That's in the eye of the beholder. You know, he was going to err on the side of soft peddling uh, anything negative about the president. That's just what cabinet officials do. Um, I don't, I just, I think the whole thing, 
And and listen, I stand ready to be disabused of, of my bad ideas. It's, it happens all the time, trust me. Um, having seen now the entire report, this is making a mountain out of a molehill. It will come, it all, it all will come, a lot of it has come out, it all will come out over time. A lot of this arguing is over, you know, who got to say what first, but ultimately, it's all going to be said. And then it'll either reach various legal thresholds or not. Mm-hmm. You know, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago on, on uh, one of your big days, reminded everybody that the great Saturday night massacre when Nixon fired a couple of attorney generals to, and actually was right. trying to obstruct justice, it was nine months before there were any, the, the actual impeachment proceedings were going. Right. So it takes a long time to work these sorts of things out. I don't think we're headed there. That's not my argument. It's just that over time, we'll get all this. So just to finish the so thought, So this then. didn't fully capture it. Well, there'll be a chance today and in future days to fully capture whatever you want to capture. How long was the period between the release of the four-page letter and the release of the uh, likely redacted report? Was that a week? It was about a week, yeah. No, I thought it was like a Friday to Sunday thing. I think it dropped on a Friday and he released his summary on a Sunday. It was well, 48 so, hours. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, and, that, t- and then when the full thing came out, it was like two weeks later. Right. No, okay. no, no, that's what I'm talking yeah, about. Right. Between yeah. the letter and the full thing. So right. it was, it was right. a couple of weeks. Yeah. So what we're saying is there was a couple of week period where people were left with the notion that there was no collusion and he couldn't be cleared of obstruction of justice, which clearly meant there is some stuff that smelled like obstruction the justice and but sort of kind of yeah. not really in full context for two weeks and now the whole report's out who gives a crap about this and now and now yeah. lawyers get to argue over whether or not they think it's obstruction and the house gets to decide whether or not they think they want to go forward and, and they will and, and they will yeah i don't i just this is this is so beltway microscopic to me i just I think it's bull dung, most of it. On the other hand, Lindsey Graham dropping F-bombs is hilarious. (laughs) The uprising in Venezuela is stirring things up in the nation's capital. The now-defunct Venezuelan embassy in Georgetown was the site of protest yesterday for demonstrators supporting Juan Guaido's effort to oust the Venezuelan president, Nicolas Maduro. Supposedly, there's going to be more demonstrations in Venezuela itself today. Now, Russia and Cuba troops reportedly are helping Maduro stay in power, prompting the Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, to say... Uh, The Cubans and the Russians understand that they are upsetting uh, the duly elected leader there in Venezuela. They they know that. I I hear sometimes people saying, well, the United States is considering an invasion. The invasion has taken place. Hmm. I thought that was good stuff. Yeah, it is good. Yep. Man charged in the Poway, uh, Poway synagogue shootings pleading not guilty to murder and attempted murder charges. 19-year-old made his first appearance in court yesterday. He is facing a number of charges for Saturday's shooting that left one dead and three others injured. And the FDA is going to require manufacturers of certain sleep aids to put strongly worded warnings on boxes and patient guides. Ambien. Lunesta and Sonata were among the products mentioned by the agency as potentially dangerous to users because patients who take them can experience impairment of mental alertness the morning after use, even if they feel fully awake, as well as other side effects. Now we Sounds have... like a hangover. 
Yeah, but we also saw what happened with people like Tiger Woods, who was taking Ambien and, uh, you know, driving around on four flat tires, mm-hmm. thinking he was in California when he was in Florida. It was the wrong coast. He was close. <laughs> Ocean, warm weather. Right. Why are you attacking him? Palm trees. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Why is everybody so depressed? Well, I got a couple of uh, great, uh, great uh, guesses as to why. A text we just got, a picture I just saw the other day might explain why particularly so many young people are depressed. Mm. We've talked about this a million times. I think you can probably guess. Unplug the internet, I said. Unplug the internet. The world was better before the internet. Plus, the vice president of an amusement park insists that a roller coaster is safe a week after two test dummies fell out of it and crashed into the roof of a nearby hotel. (laughs) But it's safe. The dummies aren't less alive than they were. <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the, of, of the nation. So, the uh, hearing in Washington, D.C. going on right now for news junkies or political insiders. We'll bring you highlights if anything exciting happens. Uh, We promise. Um, We've talked about this a lot, so I won't belabor it. Social media is making young people crazy, maybe making all of us crazy. But this stat from USA Today, across almost all age groups... They don't mention social media. I'm tying these two things together on my own. But um, How dare you? Across almost all age groups, more U.S. workers said they had depression last year than in uh, the year previous and all previous years. And by, by age group, 5% of people 45 to 54 said they had depression. Only 5%. 5%. That's not much, that's but that's... at all, like an episode of, as opposed to... I think you just ask somebody, did you have any depression last okay. year? all right, fair enough. A lot of times, a lot of times people call sadness depression. It's not depression, but mm-hmm. whatever. This is what people said. But one out of 20 for the older crowd, which which seems fairly high, but if you're if you're just talking about sadness, yeah, a lot of people do. Do you, do you have a quick... How, how do you figure out which is which? Sustained, no reason for it. I know that's a couple of the things. Right. Um, you don't you don't get depressed for a day. The depression doesn't work that way. Right. From what I understand, yeah. and it's often you have no idea why. It doesn't make any sense why. Right. Okay. As opposed to, that's I tough. lost my job and my wife left me, and I'm really sad about it. You know why you're sad. <laughs> well, right, because I've heard some of the standards. You know why it started, when it started? If this is too long a tangent, just tell me to shut up. But I don't um, care if you go for three hours, then I'll go home. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> there, uh, I just, because I've read, uh, I'm a complicated man, Jack, so I've actually looked into these things. Plus, my kids are pretty complicated, too, honestly, and so we've all talked about mental health, but. The whole doing the things you love, you don't have any desire to do those, you no longer enjoy, you find yourself wanting to just stay in bed, blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. That would apply to just being really sad, too. It can. I've, been, I've, been, I've had relationship breakups where I right. just spent a lot of time on the couch or in bed and didn't right. enjoy doing anything. I don't think I was clinically depressed. I was just uh, really I mean, sad about my current life circumstances. Right. 
So, no, I don't want to run off and play golf. I don't particularly want to play guitar. I just want to be sad. Is that depression? I don't mm-hmm. even know. Anyway, um, so for the older crowd, uh, 5%, it, it, go, it gains as you go up the number, uh, uh, younger in age. Getting up to 18 to 24-year-olds, your young crowd, 39%. Did you just go from 5 to 39%? Yeah, so it's 18%. For 35 to 44s. Okay. A quarter for 25 to 34s. Then you get to 18 to 24s, and it's 39% said they had depression last year. Now, they may have a a weak understanding of, weak is unfair, uh, a not good understanding of what depression means. Also, you're in a period of your life where you make a big deal out of everything. (laughs) Yes. A bigger deal out of everything than you might when you're older. Right, right. But I doubt those numbers were that high years ago. Sending me to this. Um, my brother sent me a picture the other day. He was uh, flying back from overseas with a bunch of guys. They were doing a security mission in the military uh, over in Europe. And uh, they were flying back in a cargo plane. And he sent me a picture. He said, 10 hours on this flight. And every single person was staring at a smartphone. They were all on this flight staring at the smartphone. Mm. And I was thinking... God, imagine how different it was pre-smartphones, pre-internet, the camaraderie, the talking, the hanging out. Maybe, the wisecracking. Maybe you'd be reading books or magazines, but you wouldn't all be staring at a magazine or book at the same time. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's that into reading, but yeah. everybody was staring at the smartphone. Then we got this text, and we've all seen this. I just saw five kids walking to school. I'm guessing they're around 8 to 10. Every one of them texting or talking on cell phones. It made me sad. Mm-hmm. That's just not the way humans being interacted before. It's just not the way we interacted. Before ever. Before ever. For all of the existence of human beings. Yes. We have not interacted that before. You could you could pick any point since amoebas came out and started to grow legs and got intelligence and the apes came down in the trees, whatever. When human beings, Adam and Eve, however you look at it, when human beings started, if you had three or four of them hanging out alone, they'd have been talking to each other. Right. And looking at each other. Right. And all of a sudden, in the last few years, we stopped. What does that do to you? Well, we're finding out. I just I keep thinking about it in terms of the animal world. I've always enjoyed the, the science shows and reading about it and the rest of it. If all if you went to you're some naturalist, you go to Africa, maybe you're already in Africa, and you see zebra marching in straight lines like they're the military. <laughs> it's not a herd swirling about. No, they're walking in exact parallel lines. You would fill your pants. You would think this is bizarre. This is this is a historic change in animals, and you just run back to your your hut or whatever. They have actual houses in Africa, Joe. <laughs> That's everybody's good point. in a hut in Africa. Good point, in Joe's so, world. Yes, I've actually been to Africa. I've seen now. I've been in the cities. Anyway, but you would freak out. But this animal is completely reordering the way we interact with each other. Yeah. I, I just, it, it has to have effects. It's like you've said many times, quite correctly, that we've rapidly reord, reordered society. Family structure, sexual responsibility, you know, dating, marriage, all of it, and really, really rapidly. I mean, any naturalist or historian will tell you, humans have only been around for the blink of an eye. I mean, if if you lay out the Earth's history uh, across, you know, uh, six feet of a timeline, we're in the last tenth of an inch. So, 
you know, the, the amount of time that we're, we're totally reordering, reordering the way we deal with each other is like the, a tenth of a micron. Right. And where it ends, nobody knows. Maybe well, it's a blip, and then we get back to the old ways. Depression and suicide until our brains adjust over a period of uh, generations? I, I don't know, but it's interesting. Yeah. Why do you get on a roller coaster? For a thrill, right? Yeah. Got to be a little fear involved. God, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to take the fun out of this. Remember oh, that roller oh, I coaster? I think you're about to. Remember that roller coaster? I think it was in Kansas City where the kid got decapitated. Yeah. I mean, they got to get these roller coasters fixed. That's well, a that bad roller coaster. Yeah, I'd say that was the harness didn't hold him. Oh my God! But yeah, that's too much of a thrill. Yeah. Well, I'll certainly end the jokes and uh, thanks. Well, I wasn't. wasn't I'm not trying to take the fun out of it. The but well, it wasn't well, about trolling. It's about what you did. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't but, try to step on that ant, but no, it's dead. But so, yeah, but, I didn't try to kill you. I'm dead. And this is how I've always calmed myself down on roller coasters. They're trying to get a thrill out of me, right. but it's perfectly safe. Like exactly. if I'm getting too scared, it's perfectly it is. safe. So this is just the the illusion of. This so calm down. Nothing's bad is going to happen. Then when bad things happen, you think, wait a second. So you got the uh, the Playlands Castaway Cove in Ocean City, New Jersey. Sounds fun. I've spent many a fine summer's day in Ocean City. The Gale Force roller coaster was undergoing a routine safety check when two dummies fell off the ride and Idiots, plummeted into really. the. <laughs> That's right. They had the less intelligent. Hey, you're a dummy. <laughs> the less intelligent employees they put on the coaster. Or were they? We might have to have this handy all day long, Sean, just to use this over and again. Were they dummies or were they? Uh, to invoke. Oh no! Wait! Uh, Shut up, Bar. Uh, no one cares. All right, this part. October the nineteenth, twenty sixteen. Trump is a f-ing idiot. Oh. Were they dummies? No, I think they were inanimate objects were crafted they... to resemble human beings. Oh, not blanking idiots. They were, uh, <laughs> indeed. They fell off the ride and plummeted into the roof of the nearby hotel next door, damaging shingles and plywood. Well, what did it do to them if they had been humans? No one was hurt during the incident. Of course not. And as I said earlier, the dummies aren't more dead than they were. They're still the same. Uh, the, the dummies were trashed. It was an unfortunate situation, according to the vice president of the theme park. But he, <laughs> he insists. He's a well, gift for understatement. Uh, this ride will hurl people onto the roofs of nearby hotels. We do not anticipate catapulting our park visitors <laughs> off of our, our roller coasters anytime soon. Uh, safety is our top priority. Sure, it's something we do every single day. We're checking the rides in and out. Uh, we're going to do a better job at checking them, blah, blah, blah. Uh, nothing failed on the ride at all. It's perfectly safe. Enjoy yourselves. We're going to do a better job than hurling patrons off of the ride. But It's important if, to set achievable goals. <laughs> uh, just, just a thought, though, straight thing. If you happen to be uh, sunbathing, say, on the hotel roof next door, just keep an eye out. <laughs> now, what he says your heads, heads up. He says that they use dummies that are filled with water, partly, so they're more the weight of a human being. Okay. And evidently, the, the water tubes leaked, and nobody realized it, so the dummies kind of shriveled. <laughs> Deflated dummies. Right, yeah, shriveled dummies, so which is my new, uh, my new, I don't know, punk band for older people. But so um, what if you're like an 80-pound girl, so you're going to be hurled to your death, or...? Not necessarily. They don't say. 
you don't say. <laughs> so, if you happen to be in delightful playland there in Ocean take, City, take it away from a bug, turn it into a feature. You just you angle it so they land into the pool at the hotel, yeah. and, then, right. and then boom, now it's a water feature. Charge them extra. <laughs> what is Big more time. delightful than being hurled off a ride? Delightful playland. <laughs> I mean, people pay to skydive. It's practically the same thing. It is very similar. People pay a lot of money for that opportunity. And again, why are you on the damn thing? For a thrill. We have to, uh, in the rest of the show, once again play Mark Zuckerberg yesterday. It's hilarious. Uh, he's got nerve. I'll give uh, him that. Yeah, he does. Or he thinks we're all stupid. I think that's part of it. Many of us are, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're blanking idiots, like Lindsey Graham said. Mm. You are listening to The Armstrong and Getty Show. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.